Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Hello, everybody. I'm Lou Dobbs, and this is The Great America Show, Truth, Justice, and the American Way. Welcome to the show. Great to have you with us. Elon Musk is under attack for his purchase of Twitter with plans to take it private and make it a bastion of free speech. Twitter's cloistered employees, buttercups all apparently, reportedly are melting down over what is now more than the prospect that Elon Musk will be the proud owner of Twitter. Twitter's totalitarian keepers of algorithms and other secreted formulas of handy oppressions with which to moderate, suspend, and ban the often plain-spoken conservative innocence absolutely had a fit, threatening sabotage worker revolts and walkouts. But now comes UK Prime Minister Boris Johnson to cudgel Elon with warnings and threats about his promise to honor and protect free speech on what has been a platform of great comfort to the left and snarks in general. All that, Alon says, is a change in. Not so quick, says the prime minister and others whose nation long ago tired of true free speech and now regulate speech of all kinds. And other euros will follow, I'm sure, and China too. The Chinese may make a market for the Teslas they make, and Alon knows not to expect an easy ride on the issue of free speech in China. And the ride today was simply electrifying. Elon's Tesla lost $114 billion in market cap, and Elon himself lost on paper $25 billion. Let me say it first. Elon Musk, no matter how smart he is, and he is very smart, and no matter how much money he has, and he has a lot of it, is learning quickly there's often a high price for free speech. And a tip of the hat to Governor Ron DeSantis today, who's quickly becoming America's favorite governor, signing a bill creating Florida's first in the nation election police force, a real stride forward in putting priority on election integrity and enforcing laws that assure that integrity in Florida and good for Florida. And today we have with us a man who is committed to election integrity, working hard to make certain Americans understand what happened in the election of 2020 and understand what must be done now to prevent a recurrence of a rigged election. Our guest is Mike Lindell, the inventor of MyPillow, a great American. He's doing great things to assure electoral integrity and spending millions of his own dollars to bring legal actions of all sorts to protect voters and the results. And now, Mike Lindell. Mike, uh, great to have you with us here on The Great America Show. Thanks for joining us. Oh, it's an honor to be on your show, Lou. Thanks for having me. Well, it's it's great of uh, you, all that you're doing, uh, now bankrolling a nationwide push 
to stop the use of voting machines and elections and already developments. Give us give us a sense of where you are right now with your legal efforts. Well, we've been working on these with uh, for about four months. This is like a separate little silo and everything we got going on. But um, <clears throat> this is um, these are preliminary injunctions. Um, there, the lawyers on there's Alan Dershowitz, there's um, Andrew Parker's firm, uh, Kurt Olson, Doug Wardlow, my my in-house attorney, who also is running for attorney general of the state of Minnesota. But so you have these big time lawyers. We're working on this for four months, and these were, at first we were going to make them, Lou, they were defective machines, that these would be a defective product. They cannot give you a fair, free and fair election, and uh, they're hackable and everything else, that, which we all know. Well, we changed it about two months ago to preliminary injunctions under Section 42-USC-1987, whatever that means. It's uh, It basically... Uh, um, there's a lot of rights that are violated where every voter is basically the plaintiff. But we did our first one in the state of Arizona. And uh, interesting enough, the plaintiff is Carrie Lake, right. who is running for governor of the state of Arizona, and Mark Fincham, who's running for secretary of state. And incidentally, Mark also had a big hand in making the replacement system with this secure paper I can tell you about. But the plaintiffs that are the defendant is Katie Hobbs, the secretary of state of Arizona and the Maricopa supervisors and the Pima supervisors were thrown in because they uh, they've been obstructionists and they also are very uh, covering up. Not want, or For some reason, they like machines, Lou. I don't get it. Um, but uh, anyway, this is not a, as Alan Dershowitz said, he said, you know, he's a Democrat. He said, this is not a Democrat or Republican thing. This is a thing where we have 100% evidence you cannot use these machines or computers in our elections here in the United States, or, we, or, or you're never going to see another election again. It's just going to be a selection by uh, by you know, bad people. And by the way, we should point out just to make this all the more interesting, folks, uh, Mike Lindell and his injunctions on voting machines, uh, not only in, including the the, uh, the secretary of state, Katie Hobbs is also running for governor uh, against Carrie Lake. Yeah, uh, who is, <laughs> it's just it's quite a political uh, uh, melee and uh, in Arizona, isn't it? Yeah, it really is. It's kind of ironic the way that all happened that went down because, you know, in Arizona, the people and the people across our country do not know, do not want these machines. 35% of Democrats now in a poll by Real Real America, Real America something, Real, Real Clear Politics, Real Clear Politics came out. 35% of Democrats now believe the election was stolen through cyber, through the computers and the machines. But yeah, what a thing in in Arizona where Carrie Lake and it's and uh, puts this out there. Um, everyone asked me, you know, I just financed it, Lou, in which I'm going to be doing. I'm just uh, financing it. They work with the lawyers, and it's their it's their com, uh, case. But this preliminary injunction, everybody, what it does is here's another <laughs> here's another a little irony to this. A, a little more crazy craziness here is. Uh, the person that has to defend this is the attorney general for this, whatever state it is. In this case, it's attorney general Bonovich who hasn't done a thing in Arizona, as everybody knows. He has sat back 
watch this watch this Maricopa audit unfold. People that deleted the evidence the night before the audit in the machines, they wouldn't give up the routers, all these things, all the evidence that poured out of there to get to, and, and they could decertify Wisconsin tomorrow, but, but um, the attorney general has not done a thing. Now he's got to make a hard choice, Lou. He's either going to have to say, you know what? I embrace this. Uh, we do not want machines in our in our great state of Arizona. We want the new system, which, by the way, is also in the in the lawsuit. It's right there. Here's the replacement system. We have secure paper. It's more secure than money. The most secure paper ever made that I believe in history. Um, and uh, and then the cameras and the system that goes along with it. So it's um um, and as you see, France just had one like this, and they got all their everything done in a 24-hour period, and they have about one-half to one-third the voters, I guess one-third, and we've done time right. studies here. We'll actually get this done in one day. What a concept, Lou. Here we are, Here we are. You know, what, a year later, or over a year later, and uh, and we still know nobody has the uh, the closest count is, uh, is the count that I have from the cyber experts where, where – um, you know, here over in France, they get everything counted in one day. Yeah, it's it's quite a difference. And I, I saw that uh, uh, the the president's uh, chief of staff had uh, made the point that Macron, the president of France, had even a lower approval rating than uh, than President Biden. So they weren't worried about the the election uh, in the fall. Uh, he didn't point out that they also have voter identification. Everybody has to prove in France, by the way, in nearly every country in Europe, right. they have to have voter identification. Yeah. They have to have some document to prove that they're paying their gas and water bills and uh, also uh, are, are citizens. Uh, yeah. and eligible to vote. Yeah, but what not a the good not not good old America. The left <laughs> has guaranteed that anybody that they fly in from say Guatemala, Mexico, Romania, China, who knows, right. uh, will be able to vote uh, in various jurisdictions because that's just how rigged the Democrats uh, expect it's, every election to be. Well, it's unreal. And then it's and then you you look at the cover up on this. I mean, you got a state like Pennsylvania that had more voters than votes, more votes than voters, more votes, everybody, than voters. What a concept. There's a law in Pennsylvania you can't have. You can't turn in your electors if you have more votes than voters. Well, they did. And uh, so these Republicans that are there that could have voted to decertify and find out what happened, they do nothing, Lou. None of these legislatures in our country, these Republicans have done anything. I believe it's been part, they've been part of the cover up, whether they're scared or whatever the reason is, it's disgusting. I will say this, everybody, I want to give everybody some hope here. I, I am, you know, Donald Trump. Yeah, Donald Trump appointed, I believe it's over 400 judges and including three Supreme Court judges. Now, everyone says, well, Mike, those judges, those were Trump appointed and they didn't do anything. That was over a year ago, Lou, and that was a different time we were in where I believe so many of them judges were in fear. I know I, my family was attacked. I was attacked for everything you could imagine uh, just by saying, hey, um, this I have evidence here. Does anybody want to see it? And and uh, speaking out. Well, these judges, you know, 
they did. None of them looked at the evidence. Every one of them kicked the can down the road. Not one judge other than a little town or little county, Antrim County, Michigan, where that judge that did look at it said, wow, there's 7,000 votes flipped out of 15,000. There's a problem here. But as soon as it got out past him, it got stopped and other judges stopped it. But that was different times. And I think now, now that everything is unfolded, this has all been on God's timing. It really has. And more and more things get revealed. As more and more things have been revealed, you get brave judges. Look at that example of that Florida judge that just made a ruling to get one judge makes a ruling. Hey, we're not going to, we don't need these masks on airplanes and these mandates and our airports and boom, overnight, it's uh, every, you know, our one freedom comes back. And, and this is, I really believe with all these injunctions now we're going to be doing um, that the judges are going to make the right rulings that keep stuff within our constitution. What a concept. And as you know, this also before the election, all the attorney generals, when they did all these illegal things in all these states from Wisconsin to Georgia to Minnesota, uh, all these states where they said, hey, we're going to change the rules of the elections. Most of it was done by these crooked secretary of states. I haven't found I, I there's unless the one hand where I'm and I can honestly say this, that I can't find one that didn't do stuff or doesn't have some personal agenda is terrible. The Secretary of State, and now we know what they all do, they're in charge of these elections, but they don't get to make the law. The legislatures make the law. Well, these Secretary of States like Michigan said, hey, let's mail out 7 million ballots to people. 7 million, just send them out. Well, that, and the, you know who was supposed to stop them was the Attorney Generals. The Attorney Generals turned a blind eye except for one. Great Ken Paxton out of Texas, yep. he fought back, Lou, with 12 lawsuits, and he saved the state of Texas. All 12 he won, and, and they were t- trying to change the rules there, too. Let's have early voting and all this stuff. He won all 12. They found 2 million ballots that were going to get pushed into the system. Granted, in Texas, they still stole a million votes from Donald Trump, but he had enough there where Ken slowed it enough where Donald Trump still won by 500,000 votes. Now, and I'll say this, too, and that that being said, I was just at a rally with our great real president, Donald Trump, and he said, he said, you know, he t- telling everyone, you know what they did before that election? They did all this propaganda up. Texas could turn blue. Texas could turn blue. It it didn't have any chance of turning blue without a rigged election and without those machines. And he, and but they do that to you. So then if it does happen, the public goes, oh, man, it turned blue, just like the poll said it was going to those those inner cities and Democrats. It's all a big lie. It really is. The big lie has become the hallmark of corporate media in this country. And by corporate media, I'm talking obviously about ABC News, CNN, MSNBC, Mm. you know, and Disney, of course, Disney running uh, ABC News and also trying to decide what are appropriate parents' rights across the country. I mean, we've reached a point where if anyone in the country, I would be, I'd be surprised if any Republican or any independent has any doubt about the political corruption of this Democrat party uh, and the Marxist left that are driving the the puppet president we now have in the White House. It is, whether it's open borders, illegal immigration, now Biden seems to be out trying to start a war 
by saying things, uh, having his secretary of defense say things like, we want a weak Russia. Are you kidding? Yeah. Uh, this is a, a, a government that is utterly out of control. Uh, let me let me turn to uh, a couple of points you made. And one of the points I think that I would like to really emphasize is Mike is financing this entire effort. And I will tell you, folks, he's got his own law firm. I mean, I don't know how many lawyers you have uh, either working for you directly or under contract or re retainer. How many lawyers do you have working on it, these it was, electric it, machines? It was over 40, but now I, I trimmed uh, about 10 off of that because they were very upsetting. They tried to they were uh, <clears throat> tried to steer things. They they all of a sudden became marketers and uh, cyber guys. I said, you guys are lawyers. You're not cyber people and you're not you're not marketers. And uh, so I still have over 30. And uh, um, <laughs> I'll tell you, that's, uh, when they're on the phone, I was uh, we were on the phone the one day and I think it was Alan Dershowitz said, Hey, I think the burn rate here, we should get off the phone we, because they started just going down rabbit holes. <laughs> and, uh, but it, uh, I got just as much uh, as many cyber guys and IT people that have dug into everything and private investigators. I, I've just, I went down every avenue. I mean, there's so many different things going on, Lou. Like, I'll give you an another example is do you know that our overseas ballots? Um, these are the, our military and their families mm -hmm. for years, they were, they, you know, these were physical ballots. They allowed 45 days in order to get the ballot back and forth. Right. Well, Obama changed this in around 2008 or 2009 to where you could just email in your request for your ballot. And the emails went back and forth. Well, this is the way 99% of them, maybe even higher than that, come into our country. So if you're overseas and you're in the military and you you email in your request, you get back an email, you you check it off, you're, whoever you want, you, there's no ID required, no nothing, you email it back. It goes in this centralized system that the machine companies take care of. Remember, they're running our election as this private vendor um, the Dominions, the ESNSs, the Smartmatic. So it gets emailed back into them. Now, on the night of the election, two people sit there and they press the button and it prints it out on printer paper, just typing paper. That's all you have. That's your ballot. You count them up and it gets put in a box and, and it marked down how many for Biden, how many for Trump, blah, blah, blah. Well, interesting enough, I've met five whistleblowers now from uh, uh, four different states. Every one of them is the same, Lou. This is going to be scary to people out there. Every, normally just, they all go to distribute it to each individual county in the United States, 3,000 some counties. So let's say it's a county in Alabama, because one of them is from Alabama. Um, this county normally gets five overseas ballots. In this last election, they got 262. Now, here's the part. All of them were for Biden. Every one of them. All the down tickets, everything was identical. All of them were for Biden. And they looked at each other the night election. And the one gal says, well, maybe our young men now, you know, they've gotten liberal because of the, the way things are now. And he goes, no, this is impossible. So then they called around to other county commissioners that night. All of them were the same, all Biden. In Arizona, when they did the audit, 8,600 um, overseas ballots came in from the military, all for Biden. 
Colorado, same thing there, all for Biden. We have reason to believe that all of our great military votes that came by email from overseas were all for Biden. That's 890,000 emailed in votes that came from our military. How shameful. And by the way, it changes four states from Donald Trump or from from Biden to Donald Trump just on those overseas votes. This is also a federal part of the system. And that federal part is what they want, what the Democrats want, that they want to do to federalize this election. And, And people say we would never do that. Utah and a couple other states experimented with it in a few counties to email and text in your vote. Now, people, if this is unreal, this is the most dangerous stuff that we're dipping into. And if everybody doesn't believe you brought up a good point, Lou, that that these what these Democrats, this party is doing to our country. Well, let me tell you, everybody, this is an election year. Don't you think that they would try and get the gas down a little bit, do something so that they could get some votes? They don't care because they're going to steal again. They don't care. That's why Biden never came out during the during the uh, campaign, because he didn't have to. When you got everything, when you're going to steal and rig an election and you got and you already got a rigged game, you don't have to practice for a football game, Lou, if the whole thing is rigged. It's it's very concerning, isn't it? Because yes, the White House is even talking about, you know, they're not going to be that worried about it all. Obama saying basically the same thing. Obama yep. out giving speeches about censoring the press, uh, censoring uh, public free speech. Uh, I, I mean, this is a a Democrat party that is. I I I think it resembles more a foreign leftist party, Marxist party, than anything uh, that resembles the American uh, Democrat party of old. Right. Uh, and well, we, they, it, it's just it's really deeply troubling. Well, we skipped right over socialism to communism. And I tell everyone, you know, if you were in college and, they, you know, as China infiltrated our colleges. And by the way, 90 percent of this attack that of the, on the, the cyber attack came from the physical buildings in China. Uh, that's just a little snippet there. Uh, but the, uh, but I tell people that all went to college and they thought that socialism was just having a cup of coffee with your friend go socializing. Well, now I'll tell you what, they're learning real fast what that manifests to, which is communism. And and I've talked to so many of my employees. Lou, I have 2,700 employees and there's Democrats, liberals, conservatives, independents, Republicans, Every walks life, Asian, um, Asian, black, white, uh, Hispanic. It doesn't matter. We have, we're like a big family. And one of the things we don't have, none of them have any argument about politics anymore because they're all going, Hey, we, as a people, none of nobody like what's going on. Nobody does. And, uh, and then whether the, whether you didn't like him or liked uh, Donald Trump, uh, you can certainly think back to December of 2019. Everybody's lives had somewhat improved. Um, you know, the lowest gas, best economy ever, big, highest consumer confidence. Under Trump. Every, yeah, under Trump. That was December of 2019. So everybody had a taste of what po- politicians could do if they made decisions for the people, common sense decisions. And everybody, I don't care who you are, if they say anything different, they're lying. 
Mm-hmm. And and now we see just the opposite of that of what communism can do. And you don't have to look too far to the first country that was taken way, way back when in the early 2000s when they put computerized voting in, and that was Venezuela. I've had to look at the history of the voting machines and and the computers used in elections. And Lou, it's it's absolutely it's horrific what's went on out there. When people, if people really knew the history and um this the names have changed throughout the last couple decades, and it doesn't matter. They change their name, and they do the same crime in another country. Uh, they tried to take the Philippines. I mean, there's just so many things that have happened. They took Australia. They've taken Canada. They're going to go after Brazil here in this one this fall. I'm friends with Eduardo, the president's son over in Brazil. They're very worried that they're going to do it there. Yeah, yeah Bolsonaro. It's um, it's very scary, everybody. But uh, but they're. But we, you know what? We're in a great position because we've got all the pieces that, um, you know, God has provided with everything. What if we sat here and we didn't have any of, you know, all this stuff wasn't getting revealed and all the evidence of this crime and all the and all the um, all the the bad people and the bad platforms that have bubbled up. You know, heck, we trusted Fox News. At least some people did back then. And all of a sudden, boom, they don't they go they go Fox on us. Um you know, Newsmax, Lou, conservative media, they couldn't have done this without knowing that they were going to silence the conservative media. I'm, I, they, couldn't have, they couldn't have pulled it off. There's no way. They well, had people, to use lawfare and everything else. You're exactly right. I just want to explain to the audience something. Uh, I'm uh, one of the people named in a lawsuit from uh, my tenure at Fox. Uh a defamation suit by one of those voting machine uh, companies. By the way, they only did one part of, I think, uh, Los Angeles County. Uh, That was their total involvement in the American elections. Uh, And they're suing Fox for $2.7 billion uh, for (laughs) defamation. Uh, And that represents uh, quite an issue for me because I, uh, when I talk about voting machines, I am, you know, I've got lawyers who said, you know, be very uh, circumspect. And I'm not, as you know, Mike, a very circumspect fellow. I I don't understand the lawsuit because basically what I said was I want an investigation of every voting machine company in the country. If it weren't for Mike Lindell, for example, we would have been, there would be no knowledge about those voting machine companies, right. their role in the election, what happened and didn't happen. For example, there are a number of questions here that arise just to everyone watching. Uh, what were we seeing on television that night, election night, when people are moving ballots around and, and they had all sorts of uh, sort of silly explanations, particularly right. in. Uh, Georgia, in Arizona, uh, in Wisconsin, uh, Michigan, peculiarities that deserve to be uh, investigated. Yeah, I call them deviations, Lou. And here's an example. In Michigan, 106,000 votes in the middle of the night dropped for Biden. And there was like 3,000 for Donald Trump. And they said the excuse was, well, those were mail-in votes. Well, and everyone's going, oh, man, that's a lot. I can't believe they all voted for they all voted for Biden in the inner city, blah, blah, blah. Right. That was their excuse. But here's the reality. The mail-in votes in Michigan, everybody, were counted on the morning of the 3rd. Where did 
So the question is, where did those 106,000 votes come from? Those are called phantom voters. Those are names. In our country, Lou, seven states have more voters than registered voters. They, and, and then you have one state, Pennsylvania, has more votes than voters in the whole state. So this is, you have, and then you have counties and counties and more counties that all have more, more people that voted that live in the counties. I mean, this is throughout our whole country. And this is all done, it's computerized. I, I've said it before, Lou, you talk about deviations. I deal with them every day. I deal with all, you know, 5,000 radio TV stations. And I'll get up in the morning and look down. I'll go, wow, there's a Dubuque, Iowa newspaper that did three times what they usually do. Well, that's a deviation. I, I dig in and find out why. Or if it's a radio station, why do they do less than they normally would if it's a, if it's a deviation? And then you learn. Let me just interrupt. Mike's talking about uh, stations that are advertising from which he's getting orders for all of his uh, That's my, pro uh, my pillow products. Uh, so I just wanted to explain that. Yeah. Yeah. So you guys, when I get orders, I, it, you can set your watch by it. If I do an ad on TV, let's say it's an ad on Fox or something. And, and it does like three times what it normally does. You have to have a different input to get a different output. That's the power of numbers. So I sit there and we spend, I'll spend sometimes, you ask my employees, I'll spend a week until I find that deviation. Because you know what? If you're in business and you see something good happen, you want to duplicate it. And if you see something bad happen, you want to find out why so it doesn't ever happen again. Well, here's why they did, here's what they can do with computers that you could never do with by, by um, I call it organic cheating, the old fashioned cheating. You know, let's say you have in Minnesota, you have uh, people running down and, and ballot harvesting or you're doing or you're signing for your uncle or whatever it is. And you're grabbing his ballot or, or your county, you're in the county room or whatever. You can only cheat so much at, the, at that point. But when you're going to cheat, and you're going to fool a whole country and you've got computers to do it. You're not going to do it, Lou, with a big deviation. I'll give you an example. I use this in my speeches now. Let's say pick a state. Let's pick. Um, I was just doing a show in North Dakota this morning. So I'm going to use North Dakota. So in North Dakota, if the if the final count came in, Donald Trump won 400,000 to Biden's 1,000 votes. Everyone in this country, including Republicans, would say um, that's a computer error. They wouldn't say that all the Donald Trump people marched across and cheated uh, just like. And and so they had to do it with computers to steal through every state, every single state, all 50 states. And you don't do it in a huge way. So you're noticed. You want to go unnoticed, but that so you don't create these big deviations. That's why you do your brainwashing ahead of time, like they did in Wisconsin. Donald Trump is down by 18 points. No, Donald Trump was a six-point favorite. I knew this going in from internal polls that I had done ahead in the election. They did that and did that and did that because they really, in, in Wisconsin, Donald Trump won by almost a quarter million votes, and they got him losing by 20,000. 
Well, you had to do that. So, well, you know, he was picked to lose by 17. Boy, he kept it close. And we're supposed to be okay with that, Lou. And this is what they do. This is why they do. When you talk about deviations, everybody, you have to get a different input to get a different output. So when you look at the night of the election, one of the states was Arizona. When that when that took one week to count the last 2% oh, yeah. of the votes, took one week to count the last 2%. Well, I looked at what was left to be counted based on other years. And based on that, uh, Donald Trump would pass and he'd win by 80,000 votes in spite of all the cheating. And they and they completely kept it for a week. They had to backfill. They had to they got caught. So they had to do it. They got caught. That's why we our election stopped for a whole week. And, uh, and that's why it's very scary. I, I, very scary. And I've got a question for you, though. With all the computers, you have your business. Everyone uses computers in this country now, and we do so so we don't have to deal with, uh, you know, any kind of uh, delay because of papers and so forth. Yep. And it's all digital. The point being, everything's digital in this electronic voting. What in the world takes weeks and months to count? Uh, that's crazy. Right. Uh, yeah, and sure. to, not to have. I mean, we've become a third world country in terms of our elections. Uh -huh. Third world countries don't have to put up with this for crying out loud. No, we have, no. we have voting seasons instead of voting day. Yeah, and, it's, and it's that's very insane. Sad. Yeah, it's very, very sad. I mean, these are the things you, you know, it should be election day and that's it. And uh, you can't, why... All this stuff that has manifested, all these all these things that changed, especially in the 2020 election, though they've all got to go away. And you know what? That's going to take, Lou. That's going to take the Supreme Court. And that's why I'll tell everybody another little um, um, sideline here. Remember, I've been working on this Supreme Court complaint for over a year. Everyone said, gives me a hard time. Mike, you said that, that the attorney generals were going to get it there. I'm not the attorney generals, but I will say this, that case is going to get there. And the Supreme Court, I don't care who you are in that court, the complaint now, all it does is say, hey, states, you have to follow the Constitution. You have to do what your legislatures put in as law. You can't break the law because of a China virus or because of any other excuse. In my home state of Minnesota, Lou, you can vote 45 days early. That's it's unreal. So they had 45 days to start cheating. And they right out of the gate, they start, they got caught ballot harvesting here, but nobody did anything. And uh um, and it's just so dangerous in the world we're in now with cyber, you guys, with 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 computers. I've said it before. My at my pillow, you know, we get hacked. I just got hacked about a month ago. It cost me a quarter million dollars. It was a cyber thing. They broke in. And what did I do? I, I got I brought my geeks together and my IT people and we looked and we said, how did this happen? And and we said, yep, here's the breach. Here's who did it. And you're not going to find them. They were they, this particular ones were over in South Korea that the attack had come from. Um, and these, you know, they and uh, so anyway, we patched the hole. We made it more secure, but it cost me money. That's what it costs. Cyber attacks on credit card companies, gas lines we had last year, that uh, wind, whatever it was, that wind, uh, I can't remember what it was called, but back then, wind, solar, whatever it was, solar winds. Right. But you have all these, ways. yeah, you have all these hacks. All those, everybody, it just amounts to money. 
everybody can live with that. You got insurance, you got money. I mean, I mean, it is what it is. But when you get into an election, you lose your whole country. You lose everything. Talk to Venezuela. It's over. They let you can lose everything overnight and you never get it back. You think they're going to say, okay, it's our turn to cheat. No, that's not how it works. That's not how it works. Once they break in, it's over. Now, is it worth in our let's we we have a blessing and we have we have grace. God gave us grace. We were able to catch them, them meaning China, the Democrats, any of the corrupt uh, Republicans, but them, I don't even know who them is. It runs so deep, Lou. I I I put them in a basket. Let's just say evil itself. So they you you we they were caught. And we over this last year now, we're patching holes. We're gonna get we're gonna get our country back, but we can never, ever, ever have computers again to even give this a chance of happening again. You can never, ever, and any cyber guy, any guy with a brain that's into computers will say there isn't a, a computer in the world that can't be hacked. It's whoever happens to be have smarter guys. Is it the bad guys that got a smarter guy at that time? Or is it the good guys that have the smarter guy? Do you want to risk your country? I tell everybody out there that's listening right now, when this comes to your state, you get on that petition to get rid of the machines. By the way, I haven't put those petitions up on frankspeech.com. You can get up there and sign it and we will distribute it to each one of the states. Remember, every voter is a plaintiff on all of these complaints and we're going to get to all 50 states well good for you mike and and, and good for the country i i just want to i just was quickly looking up what we lose to cyber crime in this country a year the numbers are really astonishing uh and one reason they're astonishing is they're so out of date again why are why are these numbers out of date it's digital the records are there. Why do we have to go back to 2016 or 2018? I'll give you the numbers for 2018 uh, to 2019. $11.5 billion uh, is one estimate. Another estimate for the world is $10.5 trillion by 2025 is what they're expecting. The wow. cost of cybercrime in the world economy. Uh, wow. it, it's stunning. Uh, and to think why do they accept this? Maybe it's sort of like the William Barr answer. No, I'm, I'm told everything's fine. It's only $10.5 trillion we're losing. Do you think they might want to investigate that or stop it? Yeah. Uh, it, it, it's, it that would be, frankly, a, a, a much improved bottom line for every company in the country if they did. Absolutely. So it, to, to go to the point I'm, I'm making here. Just so folks really appreciate this. In 2020, there was no investigation by the Justice Department or Homeland Security of a single state election in the country. Not one. Yet we had the head of cyber uh, uh, security uh, for the Homeland Security Department say it was a perfect election. He had no knowledge one way or the other what had transpired. The Justice Department did not move. The Justice Department wasn't investigating anything, as far as I can see, to mm-hmm. do with voting machines, voting dates, the way in which voting laws were changed, and whether or not they were constitutional and appropriate. 
they simply took a hands-off approach. And I've got to give Governor Ron DeSantis great credit here, Mike. He has created with a new law that he's just signed a, a unit that will be looking for election crime. And that is their sole purpose. And I think every state in the union right now should create one and follow the DeSantis lead. What do you uh, think? Absolutely. And by the way, Lou, you mentioned uh, that head of uh, the government that that was his name was Chris Krebs, Chris Krebs. And he was security. Right. Yeah. And Homeland Security. And he said it was the most secure election history, whatever he said. Four months later, everybody, uh, maybe it was three and a half. It doesn't matter. Three and a half, four months later, he was on Morning Joe on MSNBC and they asked him straight out. What is the biggest threat at this point to the in the United States? And also, um, a ship was on there too at the same time. And they they asked them both, "What is the biggest threat to the United States?" You know what they both said? A cyber attack by China, right down to the local elections. They said this four months later. I go, "What do you guys? You know, this was four months after November third. I said, "You guys have seen my evidence, and now you're. Could you either? Could you maybe retract your statement you made with not even looking into it?" William Barr. At least these guys said that. William Barr doubled down. He doubled down with his rotten book and his other stuff. He said, William Barr, I don't know where he's at. It's just disgusting that that man never looked in. And not only did he not look into everything, but he encouraged or discouraged people in Pennsylvania, do not look into this election. He he actually did that. And the Supreme Court took exactly the same position. Yep, they did the same thing. They had two opportunities to do what is right and refuse to do so. And here we are in 2022, and our government still has no investigation, no evidence uh, that in any way uh, is related to the outcome to prove that those machines are uh, available to the secretaries of states even to to go through. They don't even know how the software works. They don't know what in the world is going on in these precincts to all the way through to the state uh, governors, uh, the state. No, they don't. And, and, you know, it's really another sad thing is, is I've had the evidence. I have had 32 terabytes of evidence from the night of the election. And now even to multiply that by 10, which, which came out of Colorado, which we did get inside the machines. It's all posted on frankspeech.com. I've got one button there. Uh, Jimmy Kimmel even announced it on his show the other night. The button there, it has 1.8 million downloads by cyber guys. You and I can't read it. It's like in another language, but it shows the manipulation of the of the election. It shows everything that happened. It shows the vote flips. It shows that the, this biggest crime in history, but yet the media doesn't talk about it. It's like, let's just ignore it. And it'll go away. And that's what they're doing. They're not campaigning because they're going to do it again and again and again. And and by the way, it's only understandable. The corporatist media uh, is aligned with the the Marxist left Democrat Party. They are there's no there's no daylight between the two organizations in point of fact. Uh, It's it's an appalling situation. But uh, as appalling is the Republican party, because right now here we are. And we were talking the other day and you said you were a hundred percent concerned about this election 
because of the Republican Party's, uh, if you will, indolence, laziness, uh, yep, yep. whatever it may be. That's a that's a weak word for coming out of my mouth, but I'll call it laziness. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Well, so, sometimes when you talk as much as I do, a lot of funny words come to, come to mind at various times. But they are lazy. I either they're I either say they're traitors, they're lazy, they're corrupt, they're in on it, or they're scared. I mean, it could only be that because there's no common sense, Lou. None of them have used any common sense. And you know what they're finding out? is if they want to get reelected, they're going to have to do a complete about face and do something about the election of 2020 and fix things before this upcoming election in 2022, because the people want that. When I'm at those rallies with our real president, Donald Trump, I mean, the people go, their, their number one concern is election, the election crime. And uh, I was just that in Michigan. Be. Uh, yeah, and I was just in Michigan. They and they can they see what a what they see what a stole election can manifest to. They're watching their gas price. They're seeing all this stuff out there. Well, I was just in Michigan with Matt DePerno that just won for uh, the uh, nomination for the attorney general. There, the, the the people's choices that are winning the American First choices. They're, they're people that have already proven with their track record that they're they're going to do something because they did something when they didn't have to do anything. You know, uh, most of the candidates that I've endorsed have all been very much involved in, hey, we're, I'm not going to stand by silent here. I'm going to speak out. But these are the candidates. There's very few of the of the Republicans. Well, there is a few. Tim Rantham in uh, in uh, Wisconsin, for example, he put up a bill to decertify Wisconsin once all the evidence came out after their big seven month investigation. And he's running for governor because he got they got attacked and they took away his staff. They did everything to attack him. The other Republicans did. And uh, he says, you know what? I'm just not going to go away. I'm going to run for governor if you guys. And that's, good for him. You've got you to like people like that that just go, I'll just double down, you know. You know, well, they used to say, Lou, they used to say to me back in the day, they the bots and trolls on Facebook and Crooked Suckabucks platform and that they go, they go, boy, every time someone on Fox would say something that controversy and, and I would go, they'd go boycott Mike Lindell and my pillow and the other, the other bots and trolls go, don't boycott him. He'll double his ass. We see enough of that jerk. <laughs> And then you and just that many more pillows would get sold as a result. I'm sure. <laughs> That's right. That's let, right. Let me let me turn to something. I'm going to put you on the spot here a little bit, not not too much, uh, but this is a fight now in the Republican Party between America First MAGA, yep. and the rhinos, i.e., the leftists. Uh, yep. That's what the rhinos are. Yep, absolutely. We also have you and I have one guy. Uh, that we support, and that's President Trump, uh, mm -hmm. and he's been making some uh, some endorsements. And in Ohio, I really like Josh Mandel, and I noticed that you were also supporting him. The president came out uh, uh, for J.D. Vance. Yeah, and, and I have to ask you, and I'm asking in front of uh, God, everybody in our audience, uh, what would you do? Because I'm I'm really trying to figure out why the president's mad at me right now. And I have a feeling it may have something to do with endorsements. What do you think? Well, well they, you know, the media hits me all the time because there's candidates that I haven't endorsed that he has and vice versa. I have one in Pennsylvania. I endorsed Kathy Barnett and he endorsed Dr. Oz. 
And I, I endorse, when I endorse someone, I meet them myself personally and I do my due diligence. And, you know, I think there might be a lot of other stuff um, going for reasons unknown. Uh, uh, you know, he has, I'm sure he has a huge, a huge um, staff that goes out and researches, uh, um, you know, the different candidates. Yeah. I, I will say this though, and I got in an argument with one of his staffers. Uh, this was a candidate in Colorado and I knew the people's choice and this was their primary. And he ended up winning the guy. I, the guy I said was going to win because the people wanted him. And they said, well, we want this other guy. Cause that we don't think that guy can win in the general, in the, uh, or in the election, the regular election. And I said, so you're going to pick a candidate that's not as good just because you think he's going to win or if he's compromised, you know, you know what I mean? That's Anybody, exactly what they're you know, thinking. And that's where, and that's where I don't, that's thinking's. that's what got us into this rhino problem in the first place. Um, you know, you got your, you got, uh, and I could name the Republicans that, um, they, that lied to the president, Donald Trump, that said, you know, that he, he got them out. One of them is Brian Kemp down in Georgia. He, he, he was in fifth place. The, our great president, Donald Trump, got behind him. He ended up winning as governor. And it turns out he's the biggest rhino and biggest, um, <laughs> you know, in the country. I mean, him and Brad Rasenberg, poor Georgia, they got the triple crown of rhinos. Rasenberger, Chris Carr, and Brian Kemp. I mean, I can't think of any, you know, it's horrible down there. Um, you know, Arizona. And that, pretty- and that bit the And that bit the president. Uh, yes, like, yes, and, he, and you can't. Uh, you know, he um, he actually said in his speech, he said, uh, you know, the um, um, he, I was actually talking to him, and I said, you know, this guy badmouthed you back in the day, and he goes, he goes, well, that is a problem. He says that uh, he goes, yeah, there's so many people badmouth me, I wouldn't have anybody to endorse. If he, <laughs> <laughs> you know, he, he said that. I go, I go, well, you know, and you and I weren't one of them, but I mean, there's, there's people back then. And you, I guess you, you know, when you look back, there were so many that didn't believe, you know what? I don't like Lou. I, I can forgive or not, you know, I can let it go back in 16 where, you know, I argue when, cause I met Donald Trump. I had never been into politics. I met him at divine appointment on April, um, August 15, 2016. So I had, right. which not many people had, I had a firsthand, just me and him in a room talking business to business and listening to his, his ideas he was going to do and the things he was going to do. And I knew he didn't have any other agenda. He loved the country and the, and he invited me yep. out there just for, he, he didn't want money from me. He just wanted to, Mike, you make all your pillows here in the U S and it was just amazing. And I talked to his employees. Everyone else said the same thing. Great man, uh, great boss and all this stuff. Um, but they, uh, the people back then that, that, you know, were against him. Um, and then all of a sudden they said, Hey, this ain't too bad. He's doing a great job. He proved to this whole world, to the whole world. What, in spite of all the attacks, you get us to December of 2019, we were, everything was great. I mean, he had done all these great things. Well, then along comes this election and the, the big corruption of January 6, all the garbage that went on there and all the things that, and, and that they tried to manifest out of that, even though the FBI says in, a, in their report six months later said had nothing to do with Donald Trump and his, and his supporters. There was no conspiracy. That was the FBI's report. So it should be end of story, but all the people that turned on him 
and I'm talking Republicans from November 3rd on, those are the ones, Lou, that are trying to come back now because they see that, hey, um, gee, I guess uh, he's still there and he's still going to be our president. You better and they, believe and they, it. And they are, those are the ones that bug me the most because I'm going, okay. I want to name some done. names. What's, what's that? I want to name some names. McConnell. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Him. Oh, my God. McCarthy was against him. McCarthy. And, you know, McCarthy the worst. Absolutely the worst. Your thoughts about that. I It, it aggravates the dickens out of me. I, you know, I said I know is there. Yeah, it's just horrible because I didn't I didn't back in the you know, I went to a couple events with McCarthy and I even sat next to him. And I always I always kind of felt the phoniness, but then to manifest it, it's just disgusting. It's a, it's just disgusting. You knew there were people internally against him, but I don't think they ever changed, Lou. I think they were that way from the beginning. They didn't go, okay, this is he's doing great. This is the way it is. They, you know, you you know, I just think that they were um you know, I don't think that they ever came on board in the first place. I think they were obstructionists, just like just yeah. like the media and just like everyone else attacking our great president. Yeah, John McCarthy is the third in line from John Boehner, who was against Trump, yep. uh, from Paul Ryan, who was against Trump, and I mean, awful, ugly against yep. Trump, yep. Really and is. McCarthy, and yep. to be talking about uh, the Twenty Fifth Amendment, and to be talking about uh, the president resigning the way he did. Oh. Uh, behind the president's back, I, I, to me, oh. is unforgivable. McConnell saying, go get the SOB uh, yeah. to his Democratic uh, soulmates. It's yeah. absolutely horrible. And the Republican yeah. Party shouldn't put up with it. I don't understand why the conference isn't uh, calling for McCarthy's resignation in the House it, right it, now. It's disbelief. You can't. That's what they, these Republicans, they're going to realize that they're there's. They're either going to have to get with it now. They're either going to be known as traitors or heroes. Lou, what's worse, the ones that don't do nothing or the guys that did it? I, I'm serious. If you're not going to, if there is, if you're, if you don't have courage, people out there, and I'm talking to the Republicans, it's, uh, if they don't have any courage now and they're saving it for a rainy day when it's pouring outside, people are not going to forget that. We're not going to let them, for, we're not going to forget this time around and just go, okay, same old politician game, you know. Uh, the people that one thing our great president has done. This 2020 election, everybody, is going to go down as the most important election in history because one of the things it did was it opened people's eyes and it educated us all. You know, Lou, I didn't know anything in the summer of 2016. I didn't know a liberal from a conservative, a Democrat. I never voted. Um, in fact, the first uh, the first speech I ever gave, um, <laughs> everybody, I had I was so petrified. It was in Rochester, Minnesota. I, that I went one of the first ones I had to give anyway. And, and that was before the president came on to, to speak. And, and, uh, and I said, I get out there and I was so nervous. I said, so yesterday I was on a radio station and I could hear him introducing me as a, as the founder of my pillow and a former Democrat. And I said, I got right on that radio station. I corrected him. I said, I didn't find my pillow. I invented my pillow. And I was never a former Democrat. I was a former crack addict. And everybody went crazy. But they're going, no. I go, yes, I was. I said, I didn't know anything about politics. And Lou, I certainly didn't think that politics affected anything. But yeah. this whole country now is everyone in this country now knows 
what decisions in 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 D, in Washington D.C. can make to this whole country. They can destroy it in a, less than a year. Uh, they can destroy you know all these things. This beautiful thing that was getting built and it was and all of a sudden, boom! It can tear it down in no time because of and a lot of that is because of rhino Republicans like you're talking about. Oh, you know, man. you know, one thing, one good thing. Uh, to come of this uh, election. Uh, I'm not saying that it's good enough to offset the Biden White House, but one good thing that does come of it, everyone in America who is paying attention to this election now is, I, I call them all, you know, they've taken a great lesson in physics. Everyone right now understands cause and effect, which is the essence of physics. We always give our guests, Mike, the, the last word here on the Great America Show. Uh, and we're at that point. And if you will, you get the last word. Well, I want to say this to everybody. I know there's a lot of people out there because our media doesn't report all the hope that's out there. And and I just want to tell you, if you've turned to addiction, you know someone in addiction, I want you to go to the Lindell Recovery Network. It's free. It's online. And uh, one of the things there, Lou, at that my platform that I built there um, is it's lindellrecoverynetwork.org. And getting off your addictions is just a bonus. The big home run is you're going to, it's going to lead you to Jesus. And I believe right now, people don't look for hope when things are going really good and things are going pretty bad out there. It looks like on paper, you know, uh, and, uh, but I'm telling you, we're in the greatest revival in history, and we will bring our country back to once again put God back in our schools. We'll be one nation under God, and uh, more and more people are coming to, to Jesus every day. And I just think uh, everybody just don't lose hope and keep the faith, and and uh, courage is contagious. Don't save your courage for a rainy day because it's pouring outside. Mike Lindell, God bless you. And thank you for that, because there's not uh, many families in this country who are not experiencing a, a problem with addiction uh, or losing loved ones because of fentanyl or heroin, uh, it's, uh, or overdoses of any kind. Uh, it, it's good of you, and we appreciate your, your wonderful words. Uh, Mike Lindell, you're an inspiration to us all and a great American uh, and a good friend. We appreciate it so much you being with us. Thank you, Lou. Thanks for having me on. Mike Lindell, doing great work for our country. Tomorrow, we'll be taking up the left's design on the America we once had, their efforts to, as President Barack Obama said, fundamentally transform America. We take up the Marxist left's attempted destruction of American values, American heritage, and our way of life. That's tomorrow here on The Great America Show. And please be with us. Till then, God bless you. And God bless America.